I would like to take a couple of seconds before this episode starts to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and listening to me. Everything I say, I mean truly from the bottom of my heart as well. And I am grateful to have anyone listen and agree would be just more than I could ever ask for. Thank you again. Everybody, welcome to Avoiding Entropy. My name is Tumultuous, and I'm your host. It's been said recently that college is useless. Now, I don't agree completely with that statement, but I think what everyone's trying to say who says that is that a college degree doesn't really mean much anymore, which is true. Because when we go to school and we graduate, we're very happy that we're finished with school, that we finally did it, graduated. And we become this body of knowledge that we now possess to take into the world and to proceed with our jobs and our lives. But what most of us don't understand is that finishing school is not the ending of anything. The only thing that it suggests is that you now know how to learn. You commence by graduating. You go into the world with an arsenal of knowledge to learn as much as you can about everything else. It is not so you could limit yourself to what you've learned. In fact, I believe you should just forget about everything that you learned, or at least try to. Albert Einstein once said, education is what we know after we've forgotten everything we've learned in school. Meaning, what did you actually learn? You could have sat there and studied for a test, known the answers to that particular question flawlessly, but what did you really learn? You learned how to answer a question how to look for an answer to a question. School is there to teach you how to find the answers to anything that you want. And most people have trouble with Google. I implore you to stop doubting anything you hear, even if it's babble, incoherent, gibberish think about whoever it is that's saying it and why what do they have to gain or lose if they're crazy listen to the words look into their eyes if you can and you will see that everyone has a message Everyone wants to contribute, but no one knows really how. Even the people that say, I have nothing to say, 
I shall not answer. You deciding not to answer is you still making a decision. Value lies everywhere. It's in the air you breathe, the water you drink, the music you hear, the feel of the earth under your toes has value. The minute you understand and start to take it is the minute your life will switch into the next gear. And your, let's say your consciousness will move up a level, much like the chakras, starting down and ending up all the way up top in the third eye. When your third eye opens, you are ecstatic about everything. Nothing can phase you. You start at the bottom where only food and sleep matter to you. Then you begin to be curious. Then you begin to help to do things, to want to accomplish things. Then you become an artist. Then you become a powerhouse. Then nothing phases you, but you're still not ecstatic. That powerhouse where nothing faces you is the step right before enlightenment. You're almost there, but not quite. When you reach the Adna Chakra, in your, between your eyebrows, it's not an actual eye that opens. It's a perception that you have of life and of the world that you've never had before. And everyone who gets to that level says the same thing. All you feel is ecstasy, pure joy and happiness. You desire nothing and nothing can take it away from you. Kundalini, they say, is one of the most dangerous forms of yoga because it's the most potent. Now, danger doesn't mean necessarily life and death or harm, but just means that once you open stuff, you can't really bring it back. So for you to be able to do that, to jump off of the abyss, you have to be a little crazy. You have to be a little crazy in order for you to be able to do the impossible. Here, we talk about a lot of things. And I do mean we, because although the only voice you're hearing is mine, the information that I have comes from an abundance of different places. Have you ever heard the term or the words, you are the creator? If no one's ever told you that before, allow me, you are the creator. The reason 
that I'm telling you and that I've heard that before is because that's what we are. And my, my opinion, my belief, call it my theory, we are the creator. The dark figures that you see in the corner of your eye that I mentioned before that wait to take your energy are there because they want your energy. Now, do you think if they were able to take more than that, they wouldn't? Of course they would, they can't. They are scavengers that take your energy because that's all they can get their hands on. Everyone's extraterrestrials, I mean, are taking our DNA to try to duplicate us because they can't figure out why we are the way we are. Why we can create and they can't. And although we might appear less advanced, so to speak, as other civilizations in the galaxy and perhaps the universe, there's something that we have that none of them do. And I believe that is beyond this 3D realm that we're living in right now. And if you do research, it will all point to the fact that we ourselves chose to be on this earth in the body that we are interacting with the people that we interact with having the spirit guides that we have because we wanted to we decided that we needed to experience a part of existence that is bound by flesh and amnesia and although we are the ones that created constructed this labyrinth we gave ourselves amnesia in order to see if we could figure it out. And I believe we are right at the tip of the edge. We're standing swaying on the tip of the edge of an abyss that we're scared to look down. But just like a bird learns to fly, the first time it has to fall and out of fear of death itself, it either dies or soars. Of course, that is a metaphor. I do not urge anyone to go jumping off of cliffs. Maybe try levitating first while sitting down. But as many of you have seen in the TikTok posts, and um, I started a different uh, platform, a YouTube channel. I'll do longer posts there. I have been able to do things that I did not know were possible. And like I've said before, everything is impossible until someone does it. And then it seems that it's simple. Almost like you knew it the whole time. Partially, that's true. That's why you dismiss it so easily. So psychokinesis or telekinesis has been a thing of magic, a misdirection, if, if you will because I had a string tied to my hand while I picked up the chair that you couldn't see. So I started doing this because despite what everyone says, I believe that I had a gift when I was a little kid. When I was around 12, 10 years old, I saw a movie. It was about a person who could will, quote unquote, a card, a playing card to appear. I thought that was the most intriguing thing. How he made a card 
appear. So I decided to do something similar. I laid down on my bed and I put a deck of cards that I shuffled without knowing what, what's where on my chest. And with my eyes closed, I slowly felt with the tips of my fingers the cards. And I thought of a card. And it took me a couple of minutes and I narrowed it down, first breaking the deck in half without moving it, then in half, then in half, until I got to one point. When I picked up that part and I looked at the card, it was the card I was thinking of. So I naturally I tried it again and it didn't work. So I waited, I forgot about it. A couple of weeks later, I did the same thing. The first time it was the card. Now I'm my own biggest skeptic. So I always try to disprove my own beliefs because a lot of times you'll fool yourself into thinking something is magical or unexplainable. But then if you think about it a little, you were just looking for the time to be on the clock. You saw the clock at 12.30, so you timed four minutes in your head. Now it's one, two, three, four. I made it sure that there was no way I could have known. And I got it right every time on the first try. And only on the first. So then when I did the instance with the psi wheel, and it was moving, the piece of paper on top of a needle, I thought, this has to be my air, my breath, the air conditioning. So I turned everything off, put a mask on. Still it moved. Now I'm thinking it's the heat of my hands. So I put a glass bowl over it. Still, it moved. So I stopped touching the glass bowl. Still, it moved. Only on the first try. And now it's getting longer and longer, but only for a few minutes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a camera on it. And I'm going to walk out of the room and I'm going to look at my phone and through the camera, I'm going to move that piece of paper then it will be absolutely no possible way I could have influenced that because I wouldn't even be in the same room. I'm convinced that it will happen. I just have to figure out how to think that way. And that's all impossible is. Possibility is perception. What you perceive is what you believe. What you believe is what's real to you. So just like we talked about the baby being born in the black room thinking that that's how life is and then somebody opened the door and showed them that they can see it's almost as it's not almost it's exactly like that if you see somebody levitate in front of you and that person knows exactly how they achieved that they could explain it to you because if you could explain something that is complex to a five-year-old, or to put it simply, that usually means that you have a full understanding of the subject. So if a person were able to explain to me what they were thinking and how they were thinking to levitate, you would be able to levitate. But you have to listen with an open mind because skepticism and doubt is exactly what put us here in the first place. There is a story that there are seven main religions and that source 
or ourselves, so to speak, gave the piece of a quote-unquote puzzle to each of them, hoping that we would work together as a species, as a race, I like to say the human race, work together and put them together, almost like an anime series called Dragon Balls. I know it sounds funny, but the idea is they're scattered all over the world. When you bring them together, you can make a wish. In this case, it's the same. They're not physical things. They're pieces not to a puzzle. They're directions. A map. And not of a place, but of a place and of a time. A map that shows us how to get to the next plane. Now, extraterrestrials, the way they travel so many light years um, without actually having to travel is something called a warp in space-time. And much like the portals you see on Stargate and all the movies, it's similar but not exactly like that. The way I know it is gravity is a measurement to them. Dimensions of a car. The length, the width, the height, the weight, buoyancy, if you will, and gravity. Now gravity exists on this earth because of the size of the earth and the distance it is from the sun and the velocity at which it spins. Or there's a big giant magnet in the middle and we're all made of metal, so we're stuck to it. However you wanna see it, on a different planet, the gravity will be different. In a different dimension, gravity will be different. Now, given the scientific theory that every particle is quantum entangled, Meaning, if something was done to one subatomic particle, the one that it's entangled with will automatically update to the same information, if you will. So basically, if you alter the gravity or the gravitational field around an object and you tune it to the gravitational field of a different planet, millions of light years away, it will automatically stop existing here and start existing there. There's no portal that it goes through. It just disappears and reappears there because physics, as we know it, exists on this planet with rules for this planet. But that doesn't mean that it's the same physics in the solar system, the galaxy, and definitely the universe. Physics is physical. Have you ever thought of that? What about spirituality? Where are the physics in that? Well, they say quantum physics now. Quantum just means very, very small. And it's interesting because I was looking the other day at a storm I don't know if I've mentioned this. If I have, please bear with me because this is important. <laughs> I was looking at a storm and there was a 
beam of light from the sun shining through the clouds. I looked with a telescope at those clouds. And what I saw was the same thing you would see if you were looking at a piece of cotton or a towel through a microscope. So I was trying to look at something far away and all I was seeing was a towel, cotton, the pattern, everything. And it just dawned on me right there and then that the loop of the universe, the loop of time, the circle, is exactly that. The further you look, the closer you'll get to the inside of yourself. So we could look at the furthest star, try to find a distant place, and take forever to get there, only to realize that it was inside of ourselves all along. If you've never read the book, The Alchemist, I highly recommend it. It pretty much states exactly that. In order for us to find what we seek, whatever answer that may be, it lies within you. The thing that is behind your eyes, the thing that you cannot see, but you can feel, your soul, that is why you're the creator. Because you're borrowing these atoms that make you from the universe. You're jumping in like if it was a bumper car. And it grows, gets older, withers and dies. Then you give those atoms right back. In ash or in soil. Your soul, however, does not get burned or buried. It goes on and on, either to take the ride again, be an operator for someone else taking the ride, or assimilate back into source. If you've learned the lessons you've created for yourself in this experience, then you will might want to do it again. Maybe you won't. But tumultuous, what happens if someone gets hit by a bus when they weren't supposed to? How do you know they weren't supposed to? <laughs> you see, fate is laid out. The way everything ends has already been done. What restaurant you're going to for lunch tomorrow is not determined. But the big things are, like I've said before, if you cannot control the situation, you must do everything you can to control the way you react to the situation. That is the power of creation. That is what we have that no one else does choice. What we choose deeply and truthfully is what we will achieve and nothing will be able to stop us, any of us. So if you choose to be ignorant and blind and 
unfazed by any of this, and so you shall be. But chances are, if that's the case, you're going to be back here again soon. So I urge you, start thinking about what you were thinking before you came back to this bumper car ride. Think what it is that is your purpose. Because if you can't answer what your purpose is immediately, then you have not begun to look. I'll see you soon.